Episode 103 of Married Millennials will begin after these messages. We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about navigating life, love, and relationships, one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 103 of Married Millennials. We're getting up there. It is. Yeah, we're, we're It's nice aging. to finally have three digits. Yeah, it feels it feels a little special. Because to go like. from double to triple digits, and then it's going to take a whole lot of time to get from triple digits to what, quadruple digits? Yeah, That's you got lot. it. <laughs> Are there podcasts out there that have over 1,000 episodes? I don't like, that's know. That's a lot of content. That's a lot of content. But then, like, what do you do? You just stop? No, you, you keep go going. Like, okay, I yeah, many podcasts just hasn't been around. Yeah. yeah, it hasn't been around long enough to where people are like, okay, I'm going to produce a, a thousand shows. Because there are people who have podcasts who will release little nuggets, mm-hmm. like quick three, four, five minute audio bites, and that counts as an episode. They but do, they do, like uh, Lewis Howes, he does like five minute Fridays, and that and, counts and, as an yeah, entire and, and Gary, episode. And Gary Vee does the same thing. So yeah. I'm thinking, like, if your your standard weekly show, like, is there anyone that's come out with a thousand long form unscripted how many, or scripted? How long is a thousand weeks? Ooh, how many know. years there's is 50, that? There's 52 weeks in a year. Yeah, I'm a little So ahead. 104, that that's two years. It's about 10? Ten, no, that's wait, 20 years. Is next year or one year? Or it's about, two years? It's about 15, no, it's, 20 years. Wait, next week is not our two year. No, it's we got a couple weeks until yeah. we get to our two year anniversary. And that's a minute. Like, oh, it it just takes a lot. Yeah. I mean, shout out to the people who are constantly producing content and you've been around the game. I mean, hey, 103. I like yeah. the way it sounds. Respect. And we appreciate you guys for rocking with us. And there's people yeah. who are legitimately listening right now who have listened to all 103 episodes. Yes, we appreciate you like, guys. That is so much love, like on the for real, for real. Yeah. That is a lot of love. Was our love. first episode the secret sauce? Yes. No. Our first episode was rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, and scissors. And then it was secret sauce. Yeah. And then I think Lemon it was shade. about- Lemon shade, and then the, the, the woman who went on the date. And, oh, the toilet yeah, one. Yeah, the toilet issues. That might have been the second or fourth episode. Yeah. Gosh, how far we've come. <laughs> I still love that story. That's an insane story. If you want to go back to our toilet episode, I, what, I, what, I think that was episode. I don't remember. I feel like it was episode two. But anyway, hilarious story. Now with the time change, I feel like my body is telling me summer is almost coming. So I got to get ready. And I put a poll on Instagram because Joy last week, we had, a, we had a victory in this household for the first time ever. Is Joy, for the first time in life, said that my abs look better than hers. I just need full disclosure. One, I was on my period. So like at, my ladies know your stomach is completely bloated. So it's like I have zero definition right now. I understand, but even because of hormones. But listen, even before that, even anytime Joy has been bloated before, she has still never given me that credit. So the fact that she actually took the time because they actually do did look better. Form her lips to say, "Justin, your abs at this moment are better than mine." That is a victory. Joy was a dancer. Her core is ridiculous. Anytime we do core exercises together, I get destroyed. So the fact that someone who's dominated the core part of our relationship, literal core in our body, for her to say, Justin, you're, you're making progress, 
is, is a great thing. So I put a poll out there, and I was like, look, should I flex on them? And then I think 60% of the people said, yes, you should show your abs. And I was like, okay, look, guys, I got a little camera shy. Mm-hmm. I said, you got to wait. You got to wait till the summertime fine. I'm trying to get that summertime fine when I get this tan because I'm real high yellow right now. Y'all be like, bruh, put some tanning lotion on. But it, it's, I got I to gotta get there. But they're cooking. I'm just letting y'all know that the abs, the abs are cooking. I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. And then I also went and got my pants tailored. This is a victory. You guys, can we talk about Justin's tailored pants for just just a moment here? How many pairs of pants did you get tailored? 17? 17 pairs. He tried on all 17 pairs of pants with commentary and asked me to look at each one and appreciate his commentary. That was basically the same. Like, the, 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 the whole gist of this try-on session that was 50 minutes was, look, they fit. <laughs> That was like the whole thing. Yeah, I guess it, it yeah. was. But I wanted you to join in the excitement of my trying on. And it's funny, and I, I probably shouldn't have done it because if Joy had asked me to do the same thing, I'd have been like, are you freaking serious right now? Yeah. <laughs> but I guess I understand your 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 frustration with that 50-minute process. I got frustrated. I was just like, man, he is so excited that he's going to ask me to look at every single pair. And then I had to, like, you know, feign enthusiasm. Like, yay! Yes! But you guys got to really understand, so I am very disproportionate. My legs are extremely long, and I have a super short torso. So it's hard for me to find pants that fit. And usually, you know, when you buy pants, and you... I, my, my whole swag is I wanted to wear... Pants, either jeans or the khakis with tennis shoes. But every time I put on my pants with tennis shoes, they did the balloon. You know, when the bottom of your, yeah. your pants swallow your shoe and it just looks awful. Like, even if your, your whole attire looks good and then the way that your pants make love to your shoes, when it, if it doesn't <laughs> fit, it throws off the whole fit. So I have not been able to wear tennis shoes with any jeans or pants and it look good. And I couldn't tell you how long, like genuinely, unless I was wearing loafers. And I told you, I was like, I don't want to just wear loafers all the time when I have pants. I was like, I want to wear, I want to be able to wear sneakers. Mm -hmm. So I finally got a tailor and went and took the pants. And when I got them on, the first thing, and even yesterday, this weekend, I put on a pair of jeans with some Air Maxes and I was just just so excited. Because I hadn't been able to do it. So I don't. I, it sounds so simple, so and I do simple. understand because it is—it's a simple joy that you were—you weren't able to participate in. So I do understand. I'm, I, I'm happy for you, babe. Congratulations! Thank on your you. So all, all the folks out there, if, if you, your pants aren't making aren't aren't speaking the same language as your shoes, <laughs> go and get them tailored. Just have them take about an inch off down the bottom, and then it just hugs your legs real nicely, and your whole your whole swag is 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 gonna get up. So I'm excited. But to, not to like debut. a skinny jean. It's just like a jean that fits. Correct. Yeah. Last week we discussed the state of dating in the in our current times and Justin and I just not understanding and thinking it shouldn't be this hard. And I, and I do stand by that. We it should not be, but we do fully realize that it is. I just wanted to clarify that for you guys because it's just I can, I recognize the struggle out there. I do. I have, I mean, many friends who are coming to me constantly struggling. Say, you know, these men out here, that no one's trying to commit. It's hard. And then men saying women want somebody who's just completely unrealistic. Like, I, you know, I get, I hear it all. And I do, I feel for everyone. And I think Justin and I, 
in talking this week, want to try to figure out what we can do to try to help that space as much as we can. I know that we have a weekly show talking about relationships and marriage, and that's helpful in itself when you're actually in one. But how do you get into one? <laughs> that's the that's the question. No, it, and it's a challenge, yeah. and that's why we wanted to say in, in full disclosure is, yes, we understand that dating is hard, in particular people who live here in Los Angeles, and I'm not. We're not taking any that big lightly. City. Yeah, in any big any city. Any big city. We're not rough. taking that 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 lightly and understand that the struggle is out there. But again, as the title of last week's show was, it should be easy. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just in, in hearing the immediate response that we got back from listeners is that it's funny. And thank you for that. I appreciate that. I really do because we always say email. Not everyone always does. We got some emails this week, yeah, but, we, and people are just like expressing their frustrations. They're having a hard time out there. Well, I think what was interesting is is hearing the the two different sides. I hear the the men's side, and you hear the women's side. And the men say, "Well, I don't like this, this, this about women," and then women are saying, "Well, I don't like this, this about men." But in reality, they both want the same thing. The same exactly. And so it's interesting, as 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 one of our friends just said last night. He said the game is unnecessarily necessary. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, at what point do we do we bridge that divide and just have a real conversation? Mm-hmm. And I understand that it may take a lot of trial and error to make things happen, but I just feel like there's just, again, so much pressure that gets put on getting to know somebody. And I, I just don't know where that came from because, again, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I can, I can talk to you. We find out if we're cool or not. And I still stand by. The sun is your best friend. I'm, I'm telling you, all, all this pressure of going on dates at night and nights restaurants and getting too much expectations are too high. The sun is your savior. Weekend brunches, happy hours, lunches, whatever you can do. The sun is your savior. I'm still standing by that. Uh, but I, it, it's, it's funny to hear women and men who really want relationships but say all these, these negative things. But it's like at the end of the day, you guys want the same thing. Right. We're going fig- to figure out a solution. And they've had negative experiences too. It's, I mean, it's rough. It's, it's absolutely rough. And I, I, I genuinely want... To help, we want to help, so we're gonna continue to investigate how to do that, and then bring something to y'all as soon as we can. But stay hopeful, and and I think that's the the biggest message out there. And it's easy for us to say stay hopeful while we're sitting in a ten year relationship and and married for two and a half years. But I I can say for those our friends who were single in their late twenties and they have found someone, and now they're engaged and married, is that it is possible. But I think we we just give up before the the good times come and, and I can equate it to, you know, starting this business and but anyone who started a business is there's a lot of work and it just takes a lot of failure and disappointments. But finally you turn the corner and good things come. And, and the, the key is, is perseverance is, are you willing to do whatever it takes? Are you willing to continue dating and meeting somebody and, and putting yourself out there to hopefully meet the right person? And you may have to change your approach. You may have to change the style of men or the style of women, that you are interested or taking on dates, there there may be some changes. Is that the the goal can't change? The goal is you want to be married, you want to be in a relationship. The goal can't change, but the path and how you get there could be different. But I I've I hear a lot of of giving up conversations, and that's disheartening because I I do want everyone to find their 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 person that that makes life enjoyable because yeah. it is enjoyable, right? Despite all the other bullshit, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> This week in Black Excellence, I want to give author Tomi Adeyemi a huge shout out for releasing her 
YA fantasy book, Children of Blood and Bone. It is a YA fantasy novel centralized around black characters. Like, the whole thing. It's just black, 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 black. And it's just... It's wonderful to have a book with adventure and magic and just all the YA goodness and everyone is is black. We haven't had that yet. And I'm really excited for young people growing up today. I mean, I know a lot is happening in the world as well, but representation is continuing to to show up. You know, especially in television. I, I feel like we have television not on lock right now, but like... We're doing pretty good in the in the realm of television and film. We're we're doing okay in film. So next, naturally, I feel like it's books and books are. I, I can't tell you how many p- times I hear people say, "I don't like reading. I don't like reading. I don't like reading." Especially people of color, and I, it's not hard for me to understand why, especially when it comes to fiction, because there is there's hardly any representation. So it's very hard to relate to these characters when you're not you're not in there. And I think that's probably a big reason why I've never really been a huge fan of classic literature. I understand that they're the classics, but they're not they weren't written with me in mind and something about that just doesn't gel with me. But this book, this book was written with me in mind. <laughs> so I'm just happy. It's it's called Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi. Go get it. Isn't this the book that's getting turned into a movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's got it got optioned for a film before the book was even released. And she's young, you guys. She's either 23 or 25. I think maybe she was 23 when all of that happened. But And I just listened to another podcast with her entire story on it. And I was like, you are an inspiration. And she was just kind of like, yeah, I wasn't in books and I needed to be in books. So I wrote <laughs> one. Like, honestly, I was just like, really? That's that's what you did, and I, she wrote. She did write another book first, and then she was like, "I wasn't a creative." And she basically, she's she got into her school by pretending to be creative, but by pretending to be creative, she was creative. Yep. <laughs> and she thought she was scamming them, like, "Oh, I'm just gonna, you know, like trick my way." And the podcast that I was listening to was actually first draft by Sarah Innie, whom I also love. I love that show, and I actually just met her. Last weekend, so if you want to pop over there, if you're into YA literature, go listen to that show. But Children of Blood and Bone, it echoes struggles that we are going through as a society. But, you know, just places it in a in the context of a fantasy world. So there's a lot of things that have to do with the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, there's a part where someone puts their hands up. And you know that the the authorities in the book are going to shoot. Like, just something as simple as that. Those kind of parallels are, I don't know, amazing. Well done. Completely well done. Yeah, and it's unfortunate you brought up the 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 hands-up thing, and I hate to, to put a sour note on, on such an exciting book, but again, you know, we have tragic news of another black man mm-hmm. killed at the, the hands of the police. Unarmed black man. Shot 20 times in yeah. his grandmother's backyard, Stephon Clark. Like, here we go in Sacramento. And it's just like how many times again, how many times do we have to have this headline? I, I just I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. And the more times it happens, the more I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like I, I truly do not get it. The the good news is is 
you know, they had a protest that ended up they blocked the Sacramento Kings' interest into the game, and the Sacramento PD ended up no longer admitting anyone to the game, and only 2,000 people were able to watch the Kings game. And if anyone is an NBA fan, I mean, they have tens of thousands of people who attend these games every time. And there was a picture at tip-off, and you just see an empty stadium. So for that, you know, it goes to show the, the, the power of protest. We also had the March for Our Lives um, mm. protest that took place all across the country. And it's, it's great synergy, you know, but for me, I always hold my breath when I see these types of protests because you, the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, since Ferguson has been doing this, and you see how militarized uh, the response has been from law enforcement, you have also seen how slanted the news media coverage has been. And now that this March for Our Lives was birthed out of the shooting of Parkland, where it was a white community and the victims were predominantly non-black individuals, you see how the, the attention shifts. And I'm not taking away from the work of anyone who's involved with the March for Our Lives protest because it's beautiful. And it's nice that someone else who is not black is helping pick up the torch too and saying, we understand you. And there's a few signs. It's like, don't let this energy die when the next Black Lives Matter protest comes on and we're asking for that same support. So I, I always look at these with, with my with, with holding my breath because I, I do hope that the attention and the center uh, and the synergy that is created right now for the March for Our Lives can translate to where all groups of people who are being marginalized, who are being mistreated, can receive that same support from the entire nation. Yeah, and I think March for Our Lives is about gun violence in general. Yes. And I think people have an easier time getting behind that. It's a shame that you can't get behind black people just being slaughtered. I will take a win where where there is a win, but there is obviously something. And it's how I express this is the same with um, Women's March. You know, you're, you're marching for women, but then you will understand on some level that there is there's still separatism and there is not as much intersectionality as you would like within a movement that's about uplifting and supporting and encouraging and having the back of the the people that represent this movement. And when the group is separated and it's just one part of the group that's affected by this issue, the rest of the group's like, oh, okay, we don't have to, it's okay. Like you, you guys got that, right? And so we're just asking for equal support on our end um, when, it, when we are the only victims because – what any marginalized group wants you to understand is that when when it becomes easy for people to just be slaughtered in the street or even for women to be raped willy-nilly that that's just the beginning that's just that's where the corruption is starting but it can end up anywhere unchecked power is unchecked power and that's that's what we're seeing now is that it crept up a little bit it got further and further and further, and now we've said enough, enough. So you know, at the end of the day, though, I do think it is—it's positive that these changes it is. are happening. It is, and and I, and I should be clear on that. It is positive that it's happening. It's just yeah. to me, it's a little disheartening that it it had to take a non-black face to make it happen. Yeah. When we have just seen slaughtering happen for years, and since how many times have we brought this topic up in our two years of having the show? Four or five times. Yeah. So, but again, I, I but don't. But I do want to say, look, if it took, it should not have taken teenagers being murdered for this to happen. And it's not even just teenagers because, again, it's all gun violence. But it would have been nice if we could have 
protested and, and hopefully prevented. You know, if we would have had those numbers before, it's not, I'm not saying 100% this wouldn't have happened, but, but everyone's goal is for nothing like this to happen again, for gun violence to just be done now. It's had sure. its moment. Let's let it be over I'm, again. I'm, we saw the footage of the Las Vegas shooter just like enjoying his weekend in Vegas that casually. Was, that was a trip. New York Times got access to the of security footage of the, the Las Vegas shooter who shall not be named. Yeah, I'm done naming people. Yeah, and just watching, they put together basically six six minutes of security footage just showing how he went about his day and how he ended up getting all those, or his, his week, and how he ended up getting all the guns into his room, and there was just something really morbid about it. And it's just like you don't you don't know who's who, like you, you it, just don't know. Yeah, you know it's one of those things where you say, "How does this happen? How did this happen?" And you, when you see how it happened, you're like, "Wow!" It would never, of course, it, it happened. Of course, you would you would have never you would have never known. Uh, no. So if you get a, get she a was chance, even out there gambling, I mean, just super normal, having a regular Vegas experience, except for at the end of it, he was like, "And by the way." That was, I'm gonna light up that this was crowd, wild. But. Definitely six minutes that I encourage you guys to look at just because, it, again, it just frames it. You're like, wow, that, I, I see how this happens. I'm, I'm very excited to see what, what comes from the, the, the voting this year. You know, 2018, you got the midterm elections, and you have a ins- very, 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 very inspired youth fan base. And a lot of what got I'm Obama. I'm so proud of our young people, yeah, by the way. Like, I, am I am so proud. And a lot of what got Obama to the office was the young vote. And mm-hmm. we we were that young vote back mm-hmm. in 2008. Barack Obama was the first president I ever got to vote for. Same. And that was such an exciting an experience. I, I still remember when, when the news came on and they said that he was going to be elected as, as president of the United States. I remember crying. I was like, man, you know how amazing that is, is the first election I ever got to participate in, I was voting for a black president. And be, and our youth is, is probably even more inspired than they were yeah. back in, in 2007. And now we are going to get this you know, opportunity where change is, is going to come. You know, we always say that, that our young people now have access to too much information and we're upset about it. Uh, not upset, but just because I think we mourn for the childhood that we had. But at the end of the day, Times are changing, and yes, it does suck a little bit that they have access to a little too much information, (laughs) but it does mean that they are able to be a little more informed and hopefully more active at a younger age and really know what the issues are, not just kind of bits and pieces, not just what they're seeing on the news. They have the ability to really, really research. We had, do we have, we had Google. We had Google and Yahoo, but it was not the same. No, it was not ingrained at all. It just, yeah, it wasn't, it's, you could do it, but I think when smartphones came along, that's really when people started thinking, let me Google this, let me check this out, let me research it, let me see what's going on here, let me plug in there. It was the access to immediate day. information that was always in your hand. You yeah. didn't have to sit at your computer, log on to AOL. Yeah. yeah. And we had to pay for internet on our phone. Exactly. If our phone went to internet, we were trying to press cancel really fast yep. so it didn't get charged on the bill. Oh, the good old days. Shout out to AOL. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the AOL 3.0 and the, the dial-up sound? And it like, was green and then it went blue? <laughs> yeah. Kids I had to. I had to. Kids sneak, won't know anything about that. I had to sneak on AIM. Fun fact, because I wasn't allowed on AIM. Because I don't know, is AIM technically? It's not a chat room, or it can. It has like it was chat. an instant messenger. Yeah. So. So like a, a WhatsApp, very similar. Right, but like my Facebook parents messenger. were just like no internet for you. But so I had to sneak that, and I snuck on MySpace. 
because <laughs> I was not going to be left out of that. And I remember all the top eight. We were just talking about that last night. The top eight, the top 16. Tom was your best friend. Oh, good old days. But times are changing in a good way. I'm proud of our young people. Keep doing what you're doing. And people who haven't been doing better in the past but are doing better now, I'm proud of you too. Keep up the good work. Again, we'd like to thank everyone who participated in our 100 by 100 challenge. Again, going back and reading all the reviews was so incredibly warming. Your kind words mean a ton for us as we sit down every week to record these shows. We are going to ask for another favor and support. As you guys know, I have started my own business and and a new journey, which is called Purpose Over Profit. And I would love for you guys to show your love and support and go follow Purpose Over Profit Official on Instagram. Check out the website. And if you feel so inclined, go ahead and purchase you a nice little shirt. I'm telling you guys, these shirts are extremely comfortable. Very, very soft. soft. But that same love and energy that you guys came up and said, boom, I'm going to write this review well, I'm asking you guys can do that if you can support our new venture, Purpose Over Profit. I am looking to roll out more things in the in the coming months that I'm very excited about. And because I do guys, I do consider you guys our internet family, the Love Jays crew. I want you guys to be up to date with everything that's going on with Purpose Over Profit as well. So head over to Instagram, Purpose Over Profit Official, hit follow, show your support. And while we're at it, if you still have not checked out our online credit card course make sure you do that as well summer is coming it is a fact you spend more money during the spring and summer mm-hmm. every time i look back at our finances like our budget proves yep, it <laughs> every time i go back and look at our budget march through august we just lose our mind when it comes to spending and there are some of you right now who are spending a lot of money but you're swiping your debit card and you are leaving a lot of extra cash on the table i created this online course to make you guys aware of the benefits of credit. So if you are ready to maximize your dollar, your cash flow, go ahead and check out our online course, Hello Credit Goodbye Debit. You can go to our website, lovejays.com. You'll see courses in the top of the menu bar. Click that, only $25, and it will educate you on a lot of good information. We're cooking, y'all. We we have a lot going on, a lot of exciting things. And I think we're just continuing to add more because... Why not? And this week, you know, Justin and I have been beefing. We have been, we've been beefing. Yeah, Joy is currently not happy with me right now as we sit down and record the show. I'm not unhappy with you. (laughs) I'm not unhappy with you. You're just, we're just still, I don't even know how to explain. Because I was really sitting here last night because Justin got, he got in a mood again. And I was just like, I'm just like, I don't even know how to deal with this anymore. Because I think that. And I know why you, so this is, this is what happened. Let me tell you. You guys didn't think we're crazy. But we, so Justin expressed that he feels, you know, just kind of overloaded with responsibility. And I'm like, okay, what can we do to alleviate some of that? So just something as simple as taking the dogs out because he hasn't been working. I've been just like sleeping in a little bit longer. We've been going to the gym later. And then by the time we come home, I have to get ready to go to work. And because of that, Justin's been stuck taking care of the dogs in the morning because we take them on a walk every every day. And I was like, you know what? That isn't fair. So how about this? Monday, Wednesday, you walk the dogs. Tuesday, Thursday, I walk the dogs. Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, toss up. We'll see what happens. And he was like, okay, bet. Then I said, for dishes, let's just do one week is my week, one week is your week. Because we did agree that the kitchen space would be clean 
the majority of the time. But then I realized no one knew who was doing dishes. <laughs> True. So, so we were just like, ah. So then this first week was my week. And the rule is you cannot say anything to the person who's responsible for that task for the week. You just let them do it, how they're going to do it, when they're going to do it. So this week I did dishes at the top of the week. And then I didn't do them for the rest of the week. <laughs> and I, I, was, I, I had until today to do them or really last night. So it's 11. What was it? 1130. 11.30. 11.30 last night. And Justin just is like, <sighs> and I'm just like, what is wrong with you? I'm in a good mood. We had a good day. Got a lot done. And he's just like mad. And I was like, why are you mad? And he goes, you know what you need to do. I'm like, first of all, it would be different. If we were getting in bed and I had just like neglected to do the dishes, fine. But you have to give me until the very last moment of getting in bed. And, and then that's that, right? That, that was my, my thought process. So then I immediately was like, you know what? I'm not going to wash dishes right now because now I'm just mad, right? Because you flared up at me over some dishes. Dishes, people. They're dishes in the sink. And I know they get Justin's blood turning. That's not it, though. It's, it's bigger than dishes. Okay, listen. Yeah, It's always bigger than dishes or bigger than shoes in the living room or bigger than... Like, we understand. It's bigger. Okay. So... As I was sitting there stewing, I realized, I said, you know what, Joy? We agreed that the kitchen would be a mutually clean space. Like, we were going to try to keep the kitchen clean. And just because it's your week to do dishes doesn't mean, and to be fair, I didn't let them, like, super pile up. We didn't use the kitchen very much this week. But that's not an excuse. I should have kept the kitchen cleaner because we did agree that it would, the kitchen would be clean. A clean mutual space. So I did come to that conclusion, but I had to get mad after you got mad to do it. And then I just don't understand why your response is to get mad about something. Like I'm going to communicate that I am angry by being like, <sighs> so let me let heavy and puffy. Everything that Joy said is accurate. I was frustrated that the dishes had not been done. But again, what what this is is just a bigger. It, it's a, it's a bigger issue of. Joy and I will agree that we need to do something, and then it just doesn't get done. So it is, it's, a, it's a constant frustration point that we deal with, in particular I deal with within our relationship. It's like, okay, we agree to this, you're going to do that, and then it doesn't get done. And then it's, and it just sits there, and it sits there, and then I have to say something, and then when I say something, Joy gets irritated. So this was just another example of here we go again. And it goes back, and I'm sitting here thinking this morning because I could feel Joy's fumes. And it's like, do you lower your expectation for your partner? And I don't even like the way that sounds. Because to me, if, if I lower the expectation of I, what Joy is capable of doing, and then this is not just a, a dishes thing or a household thing. I want to take this into a much bigger from how we work as partners, as, as husband and wife, and also how we work as business partners is we, Joy is immensely talented. She's one of the most loving people I know. That's why I married her. I enjoy being around her. We hang out all the time. I tell her all the time she's my best friend. So I have a, I know what Joy is capable of. I've seen it. And it's like she just doesn't maximize her potential. And it's, it just gets very frustrating to look at day in and day out and live with day in and day out. So the, the frustration that came last night wasn't just about dishes. It's an, overall, it's an overall state of being. And now to address the dishes in particular, 
as I told her, yes, it's your week, but you can't just go five days and say I'm not going to wash the dishes because it's my week. <laughs> like, I still have to live here, <laughs> And too. I respect that. Like, that's that, why I think that's, I understand that. That's disrespectful. Yeah. And, and like, again, and that's just how it always is. Well, don't say anything to me. I'm just going to do it. And I understand everyone skips and moves to their own beat. But it's like, yeah, at some point, there, there's got to there's be some middle ground. And, I, and as Joy has said this before, she goes, I just think that our middle ground is even different. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a, constant, it's a constant struggle. And, and, and to me, I, I, I guess I'm just work-obsessed and I enjoy working. We had friends over last night, and I'm in the back of my head like, okay, we still got things to accomplish and we were just sitting here talking. And as part of that, I was like, how do you balance just living and being normal with executing things that you need to get done? And, and, I get, and I, I'm just the fun police. I'm, I'm the, the, the grumpy old man who doesn't know how to enjoy it. But I felt like if, if I wasn't who I was, nothing would get done. So it's a balance. And it's tough. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you could not be the fun police and still get things done. <laughs> I really do. And I don't I don't think you are the fun police. I think right now you just are focused in a different way and and enjoying things is just not a priority for you right now. Like that's just it's just not. But the the problem with that is that if you don't take a moment to enjoy things, then and I mean not longer than an actual moment because you will take a literal moment. <laughs> Like, okay, it's been 30 seconds of enjoying, so let's get back to the task. So, <laughs> Correct. Yeah, you do that. Like, even on Saturday, because we had our veg weekend, which you know, and Justin was just Failed like... Failed miserably. Failed miserably. So on Saturday, I was like, okay, I'm going to try this again. And I sat in bed the entire day. I didn't do anything. I don't even think I showered. Like, I just... Sat in bed. I didn't even watch TV the whole time. Sometimes I was just staring out the window. Yeah. That's how seriously I needed to rest. <laughs> like, I just needed to do nothing. And he came in there a couple times, and then he was talking about work stuff or social media strategy. Like, I mean, just... That was, and I, it took everything in me because I was just like, Joy, that's just who he is. <laughs> It's just who he is. Because I'm like, he's not understanding. He's still not understanding. And he wasn't even home a long time. You were gone for a lot of the day running errands. But every time you were home, you wanted to do stuff or talk about stuff to get things done. And I'm like, why? 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 <laughs> why? I mean, the, yeah, the struggle is just... It's still real, but I do think that we're making progress. We're making progress. We are, and it's, and it's a growing pains. And I yeah. just I want to be very honest. Is this has been a an interesting transition because yeah. it's revealed a lot of who I am, and it's revealed of a lot of who Joy is. And we've known this the entire time. There has been no reveal Correct. for me. This is the same thing it has There's been. There's been no reveal for me either. You're just, you don't, you. it's like you have enough to do, but you don't have enough to do. So you are hyper-focused on what I'm doing <laughs> to help you do what you're doing. To help us. Get, correct that language because okay, yes, you keep saying to you. Help us. Like this is but a me thing. But then I keep trying to tell you what I'm doing to help us. And you're like, that's not enough. But, you know, I'm, I am doing things. I'm doing things. So you just, I think what, what I struggle with and why I was, I've just been quiet all morning, and I've said this to you before, is that I do not feel accepted for who I am. 
I do constantly feel like you are wanting me to be who you know I can be, but also who you feel you need me to be for you in this moment. And that's a difficult pressure. That's, I mean, it's just... Because I I'm I, I feel you on that. I would like to be better in some aspects too, but growth does not happen overnight at night, overnight, <laughs> <laughs> overnight. And and I am extremely proud of how far I've come because I recognize that I'm over here patting myself on the back. Like, <laughs> yes, Joy, you did that. Like you've kept this clean. Like it's just like the smallest things I am proud of. Have you read up on ADHD yet? No, I have not. Okay. So I, that's what I'm trying to say is I'm, I've, I've tried <laughs> and I failed and I've tried some more and I will continue to try. And the dishes, that was my bad. That, I will give you that because that, that wasn't right of me. And I, and I came to the conclusion on my own. But, but the, the other thing that happens is when you're, when you're beefing, you just try to get a win, right? Or a break. <laughs> like you just – and it shouldn't be about that, but that's the truth. You, you're not supposed to compete in relationships, and we're not competing, but it's just when it, someone's in your ear at all times about all the things you need to do always – you, and it's your week to do the dishes. You're like, I'm not going to do them. I'm not going to do them. And he can't say anything about it. So it's just a way of trying to maintain some semblance of power. It's all it is. And really, we shouldn't have any power struggles. No, and I, I do want to address the point that you brought up of me wanting you to be someone different or someone for me. That's, yes, I, they're, they're, I am guilty of trying to change that as well. But it's also tough for me as Joy will constantly say, Justin, I need you to do this, or can you change that? Improve your behavior here. Move in this direction. And I will take what she says and immediately put it into my personality and begin to make adjustments. And Joy will constantly say, like, man, you really only had to tell Justin something once or twice, and he makes a change. For me, I'm saying things 10, 12, 15, 17, 20, 40 times, and it's not happening. So as someone who can take bits of information apply it, and then change. And then when you ask for the, the same thing to be done and it doesn't get done, it's frustrating. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is that that is uh, that is a strength of yours. It is something I've always admired about you and something I've always noticed about you. It has never been me, like literally ever. You've had to tell me things many times, even growing up many times. Again, I'm not saying it's right. Uh, and I don't really necessarily feel like it's wrong either because genuinely I do forget. <laughs> I really do. I forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I forgot about I, that. I, for, I forget yeah. to improve. I, 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 don't, I just don't understand. I am my improving. brain literally does not I'm understand I'm improving that. to the beat of my own drum. And I, I allow you to improve to the beat of your own drum, too. You can take or leave some things I say. I mean, you've completely left the grumpy thing. You're just like, I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to be grumpy. And I'm like, all right. And I'm just trying to figure out how to deal with that. That's, that's where I am. <laughs> but at. I am actually trying to get better, and I would say I have gotten better. But then I, it, it, I only have small little time increments or the patience for... Okay, so how you feel about that, because you feel you've gotten better. I mostly do not feel that way. So in, in the same way that you feel, because it's an actual thing that you have to work through, right? Uh, most of the things that you ask of me... Dishes are not included. Are actual <laughs> things that I have to work through to get there. So growth takes a long time. Improvement takes a long time. Not everything is like, okay, I'm just going to change this right away. Like there are, and there are steps. You know, there, it's like it's 
because a lot of habits that I have are symptoms of another issue. So I'm, I'm having to deal with the issue and you're complaining about symptoms all the time. So I'm, and I'm actively trying to improve things. So it's, it's just, it just takes time. It's, yeah. It's the growing pain, it but in the, in the growing time. pains, you have to identify the emotions that they cause. And right. that's what they have caused this last night and this morning. We were we doing continue. good too. We had a pretty good week. We had a really good week. <laughs> we and it, and it just week. came it just came to a head at, at eleven o'clock at night on a Sunday. Dishes. It wasn't it about was, the dishes. It's not about it's, it's not, not just about, about the, dishes. the dishes. But it, you know what it is? It's not about the dishes for both of us. That's that's the that's the thing. Yeah. It's about the dishes, but it's not about the dishes. I'm I'm telling you, see, this is what we said about marriage or dating. <laughs> Dating, it would be nice if dating could be the easy part. So it's like it just has to be hard to date, then hard to be in a relationship, then hard to be married. Like, <laughs> have some fun. <laughs> Shoot, but the, the marriage g- is fun. I want to say because I, I don't want to sound like a gripey old lady, but no, marriage is fun, and I do for the most part enjoy marriage. But the pur- purpose of this platform is transparency, and we are not going to ever sugarcoat <laughs> what it is that we're going through, whether it be the dishes or you know, I, I have no idea what. Else. But I can say the, the good news through these struggles and conversations is we have come up with a new work schedule. In previous episodes, we discussed our balance. It's like, how do you balance being just and enjoy husband and wife and just and enjoy the business partners? And we came up with a schedule that we were going to start implementing this week. And I think that was part of my frustration is because I said last week that we were going to implement a schedule and that schedule starts on Sunday and things didn't get done like I wanted them to get done Sunday at a time. So it just added more frustration there. But people were here. I understand. You have I, to I, allow I room for life. <laughs> you have to allow room for life. Just because you have a schedule doesn't mean you stick to your schedule at all times, even when life is happening. Like, yes, more or less, you need to get stuff done. But if stuff gets done late at night as opposed to an ideal time in the evening because you have company, that's okay. You're right. And, and that's why I said I could, I could have tailored my responses better because of that. But I'm, I am excited that we have a schedule and Joy agreed upon it. That's the, that's the biggest I've been saying hooray. this whole time, send me tasks, develop a schedule. I've been saying it. Yeah, we, been have, saying it. And we have created a schedule, and I'm excited to implement this new schedule into our lives to see if it does actually create more balance and more happiness or Joy's not constantly frustrated with me every time I talk. Because well, I did stop myself this week, and I was like, no, I'm talking too much about work, and I pulled back. That was you stopping? Yes. I, I, I Listen, <laughs> I do think that... I, I think that the schedule is excellent. And my whole thing was I'm not going to develop one. I'm just not as organized. And for me, the frustration was Justin feeling like things always needed to get done, but not knowing what he needed done or not knowing what he expected, what his expectation was. He was just always frustrated because he was feeling like he didn't have what he needed. So now it's written out. This is what the expectation or sorry, this is what the expectation is for this week of work, and we can get it done. We can get it done. Yeah, so we're going to try it out. This is the first week, and I'm not going to have any preconceived notions because I am very guilty of already coming in and saying, well, I know this is not going to happen. So I'm releasing all of that doubt and negativity surrounding the new schedule. It is going to be great for us. 
We are both going to execute very well. We're going to enjoy ourselves as husband and wife. We're going to enjoy ourselves as, as business partners, and we're going to continue to grow and create new fun content for people to engage. And speaking of new fun content, starting next week, not this Thursday, but next Thursday, we are going to launch a new piece of content, and it is going to be called Pillow Talk Thursday. Every Thursday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I know that's late for our East Coast folks. I understand, but I'm going to ask you guys to stay up a little late on Thursday nights because the next day is Friday, and you know y'all don't really do anything on Fridays at work anyway. But Pillow Talk Thursdays are going to start next Thursday at 8 o'clock p.m., and what we're going to do is we're going to go live on Instagram. Every, every Thursday at 8 o'clock p.m., we're going to go live on Instagram and just talk about Maybe want to talk a little more about the the topics that we discussed on married millennials, or we just want to engage with you. An opportunity for you guys to just ask questions and bring something up that you heard in the show that you want to talk about more, or you just have questions that you want us to address and talk about. And there may be other people who want to who are going through similar struggles, and we just want to take a a casual point where we can just have a real conversation. We are going to be in our bed chilling hanging out our dogs are going to be with us Mm -hmm. so it is going to be very natural 100% unfiltered we are already 100% unfiltered but this is going to be no no edits no anything just going live on Instagram and we just to have a conversation you know pillow talk is is a very important part of relationships you get in bed and you guys just start having conversations and i used to hate pillow talk and now i actually enjoy pillow talk because hey you're not talking to me right now (laughs) so that's what we're going to do thursdays eight o'clock p.m pacific standard time pillow talk thursday bring your friends invite your friends get your questions ready we will bring it up again in next week's show but that is something that we are going to start rolling out beginning next week yeah, I'm excited to implement this live strategy because the only time that we did it was when we had our Q&A and we couldn't really interact with the online presence because we, it's not that we, yeah, we were, we were sitting up Yeah, there. we were speaking. Yeah. We had a friend, yeah. of our, a friend of ours who was doing the live. And- yeah, and he asked a couple questions from it, but for the most part, we just couldn't, be, we didn't sit there and read the questions and connect, you know. The way we wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) So we're excited. We're excited. So mark your calendars April 5th, 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Pillow Talk Thursday coming to you guys live. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review and, of course, share it with your friends. And as always, let's keep the conversation going online. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.